And now the XFL. Landry Jones is trying to get right. He's going to unload deep down the sideline. Caught! First down, Dallas! First catch of the game for Joshua Crockett. And Dallas gets out of the shadows of the end zone with a 39-yard completion. Artis Payne, patient. Bends it outside, gets a block at the 10. Touchdown, Dallas! Cameron Artis Payne. Andrew Jones looking for Parham. He's got it, and he's got a touchdown. Dallas has found momentum, and now they've got a 10-point lead with a point after coming. They get it off, perfectly timed. Cameron Artis Payne to the left side, to the 10-5. Touchdown, Dallas! Second touchdown of the game for the Auburn running back. What's going on, football fans? This is the XFL Show live from Dignity Health Sports Park. This is a recap of the Dallas Renegades' victory over the Wildcats, 25-18. to And this is Brian. This is Alan, and I always go for three. <laughs> Alan, probably the most exciting game in XFL history so far, at well, least this yeah, season for sure. Uh, yeah, this well, I'd, slow, I'd say, I'd say Dallas is the two best games. Yeah, this, is, this was as exciting <laughs> as their game against St. Louis for sure. Uh, we, we we saw a lot this game. Uh, it started off slow, uh, really, you know, only six points in the first half. Uh, was it the tale of two defenses or was it the tale of two lackluster offenses? Uh, I would probably say that for Dallas, you know, their, their slow start was on Landry Jones and he totally copped up to all of it. It was a huge contrast from what we saw yesterday from Matt McGloin. Hard to avoid noticing that. Landry Jones putting it all on his shoulders, and he made some really bad throws, and L.A. took advantage of it. L.A.'s offense, you know, they moved the ball as well, but then for them it was just like, man, Josh Johnson was inches from hitting guys deep every time during in every quarter it felt like this game. So I think it was just the offenses starting slow, the defenses being in the right spot, but eventually business picked up offensively. It did. It picked up mightily in the second half. A little bit more in the first half, though, Alan. Uh, turnovers is a story as well. Both teams uh, coughing up the football. L.A. did it a couple times really close to the end zone. Oh, cost, goal cost line, man. Points. Can't do that. Yeah, also a missed field goal, leaving points up on the board. Uh, almost want to say L.A. shot themselves in the foot a little too much, obviously, to win this game today. Yeah, it was a really, uh, really rough day for Elijah Hood. Uh, the fumbles, I mean, getting stripped from behind. And and then of course the the goal line fumble just absolutely backbreaking for the L.A. Wildcats. Uh, but then you saw a lot of bright spots, and Winston Moss talked about pro, progre- progression for the Wildcats after the game, and there totally was. I mean, you saw Nelson Spruce kind of emerge as a really go-to player. I mean, absolutely clutch. How about you? You know. The Renegades won this game, and they, and Cameron Artis Payne was a beast for sure. And Landry Jones, I think, you know, once he gets his legs under him, well, he actually had his legs today more than anything, running, stumbling down the field. You know, credit <laughs> to the Renegades, but really, what what stood out a lot to me were just the resilience of the Wildcats to actually make this a game and hit that big play down the field at the end. You know, I have a feeling I said this was a must win for them going into it, and they had to win to you know kind of negate all the the non nonsensical outside stuff going on about them losing their locker room or whatever. And the coordinator being fired and who what's going on with all the drama. I'm convinced the drama has gone with that team. That looked like a team with a lot of heart. And even though it was a loss, it was a pretty good showing for them, especially in that fourth quarter. But for the renegades, man, they have 
I think some dangerous players and, and some fun weapons for Landry Jones to really have fun with the rest of the season. This was his very first game, a little slow out of the gates, but ultimately, I mean, he threw. he's the first XFL quarterback to throw for th over 300 yards in a game. He was one touchdown, two picks, but that is, that is a big one right there, Bryant, the first 300-yard game for a QB. Well, that was the story going in, right? Two teams getting their first-string quarterback back. Uh, Josh Johnson, 18 for 34, uh, 196 yards, two TDs, no interceptions. Landry Jones, 28 of 40, uh, 305 yards, like you mentioned, with one TD and two interceptions. Uh, who or which team was happier to see their quarterback back? Both. I don't think it was. I don't think it's a question that uh, both of them are super happy. They got these cute. They both look like completely different teams with these quarterbacks. That was very noticeable. Josh Johnson also was pretty inaccurate. Uh, he didn't make the the huge mistakes that uh, that Landry Jones did, but he did have a lot of misses, and those misses cost the Wildcats some big plays. But you have to believe that once those quarterbacks really get settled in, I think we're talking about the rematch late in the season with these teams. When is it? Like week uh, 10 or 9, I believe? In week 10? Week 10, that, Thursday night. Yeah. That, I have a feeling, is going to be a game that is very important when it comes to the playoffs because both of these teams showed me a lot. And uh, I'm just super impressed overall with the defenses and then – the, the the splash playability, but I have to say the memes that came from this Bryant, this game, Bryant, you were at the field, and I know that's a different kind of atmosphere. You could speak on here in a second, but the memes coming from this game, oh my goodness, it was meme city. You had Coach Moss sitting on the bench while his offense was out there chilling. You had the picture and picture of him and how Mubby going call for call, both with their beach towels. It was so entertaining to watch this game. Yeah, I caught glimpses of that, you know, of the, of the actual broadcast, and it looked different. That how Mummy and, and Coach Moss kind of battle uh, seemed to have stole the spotlight. I know you guys were saying that back and forth um, when we were uh, chit chatting, you know, through the game. But on the field, I mean, the and the atmosphere here was electric. It was good. I said that a few times on Twitter. It was a lot of fun here. The, there was all, all the fans in attendance were having a great time. Coach Moss. Uh, you can see him running around up and down the sidelines. Same thing with the Dallas Renegades in terms of the energy that they were bringing. So it was a lot of fun here. It's a very different perspective. It's my first game of the season. Uh, but being at the field is definitely something different than just kind of watching it at home. Uh, but both, of he, both to me, Alan, seem kind of like a good way to watch a football game. Oh, definitely. This was one of the more entertaining games of the season, if not the most. Uh, especially that fourth quarter. It really felt electric. There were some big plays being made. They had the mics up, too, on the crowd, so that really came through. You could hear the defense chants for the Wildcats as they were desperately trying to stop the run. That was one issue you got to look at, though. L.A. at the end, Bryant, just could not stop Cameron Artis, Painter, yeah. Lance Dunbar, the, and that was maybe a sign of fatigue. Or, I don't know, uh, but Sean Oakman was kind of non-existent in that, in that game, which was very shocking to me. Yeah, you're talking about not being able to stop the run. 140 yards plus uh, given up. I think over 150, you count Landry Jones's yards as well, uh, given up for for the, the Wildcats. Yeah, towards the end of the game, they just had no answer for that run game of the Dallas Renegades. I want to spotlight a couple players here, Alan, before we get into the defensive side. You mentioned uh, Payne for the Renegades. 99 yards rushing, two touchdowns, along with 21 yards, and also a couple receivers here. Uh, Parham that I've mentioned before, tight end, big tight end. Out of uh, Stetson, Stetson uh, in Florida, five receptions, targeted eleven times, seventy-six yards, and a touchdown. And then Nelson Spruce uh, with a encore, I guess, 
uh, six receptions, 89 yards, and two TDs. Uh, some good offensive production from both teams, I would say. And then on the defensive side, you're right. There was um, some stars probably missing. Sean Oakman, I don't even think he recorded a tackle. Yeah, zeros all up one time, all up and down the board for Oakman, which was, I mean, uh, that's a big issue. La La getting after Jones, they did a few times, but a player like him not affecting the game as much. He took up space though, and that that defense flew around. And then also, this was I've never, I I, I mean, I've watched every game so far. The microphone was in the players' faces, Bryant, this entire game. After instantly after plays, after a pick right up to Landry Jones, after a missed pass right into Josh Johnson's face. And then we caught Spruce catching that big touchdown at the end. And I forget which DB it was, but Spruce is being interviewed on the field. And the DB he beat came and ran up and talked trash to him right to his face live on TV. It was maybe it might be my moment. This is the XFL moment of the week for week two. It was amazing. Well, you can catch that stuff on our regular show every Tuesday morning, Thursday night. Yes, Alan. weekly awards. Uh, Can't wait to give those away. <laughs> Looking ahead real quick, next week the defenders are coming to LA. Yeah. A tough battle. Uh, tough battle for LA, but this team looks different than they did in week one against Houston. And then next week Dallas is going up the coast to Seattle uh, where they're going to take on the Dragons on Saturday on Fox. Alan, any last words for either one of these teams? And both played hard. Both looked good. I don't think it was a must win for LA, much so as they needed to look different. And they did. I think it's positive strides strides for both teams. No, yeah. I thought both teams uh, pro- progressed a whole lot. Dallas obviously getting the W. They now, I think, really stepped into that that spotlight of, of teams to really reckon with and that could potentially be XFL champions at the end of the year. They showed a lot of resiliency. Bouncing back after the loss last week, uh, no starting QB uh, in Landry Jones, and he steps right in there and was cold, you could tell, but did enough to win, and that defense made the plays, uh, took advantage of some mistakes, and really impressed by them. And then as for the L.A. Wildcats, for a team that had all that drama, uh, they could have really packed it in and gotten blown out in this game, but they ended up really pulling out some, I think, maybe season-saving plays at the end with the touchdown to Spruce, and then going for three, baby. Three-point attempt. Successful. Jennings from Johnson. Mark it in the history books, Bryant. You were there for the first three converted three-point attempt and i was shocked stoops didn't go to three for three after their touchdown because they could have won the game if they'd done it they didn't la had a shot at the end they didn't pull it off but it was an amazing finish it was very fun to watch well it sounds like a whole lot of discussions that we're going to be having this week on the show alan uh every tuesday night every tuesday morning excuse me thursday nights uh, on your favorite podcast gimmick also on xfl.com or on youtube.com slash xfl the official youtube channel of the xfl all righty for alan i'm bryant this is the xfl show remember they're listening